Welcome to another episode of Global Data Port Latin America. My name is Diego Pereira. I'm Chief Economist for Southern Cone. Today we'll be discussing on labor markets and the proper empirical way to assess on Slack. I'm joined by my colleague Vinicius Moreira from the Brazil Economics Team. Welcome Vinicius and thank you for joining. The discussion theme today is on labor markets, as said, uh, with emphasis on a recent debate, a recent policy debate. Post-COVID, do we have slack on lower participation or tight labor markets as wage and core inflation suggest? Assessing on labor market conditions is usually a challenging task in emerging markets, sometimes because of the quality of the data. Most importantly, I would say, the role that informality plays in the labor market. Yet, despite these issues, we tend to rely somehow on data stability, meaning if there are biases, we assume they are stable in time, and work with, for example, the unemployment rate as a summary metric to define if there is slack or not. Yet, for both developed and emerging markets, since the onset of the COVID crisis, labor market indicators that usually correlate started to show important deviations. These deviations were actually aggravated during the normalization phase in 2021. For example, supply-side indicators as employment to population in a number of countries continue to print at levels below those observed pre-COVID. This in principle suggests there is lack present in the labor market. Yet, in some countries, we have observed core inflation and in particular wage dynamics that seem at odds with the idea of slack. Other metrics though, what we call demand side metrics, as for example, quits and vacancy rates, show a different behavior than supply side metrics as the aforementioned employment to population ratio. This divergence in between supply and demand side metrics has been present in developed markets and in some emerging markets, and actually has put a policy debate over which metric set is best suited to correctly characterize the macro situation, Criti critical when thinking on core inflation pressures ahead, and obviously an adequate monetary policy response. In fact, in a recent paper by Domas and Summers, the authors aim to cast light on which metrics are best predictors of wage inflation for the US. They actually compare four different slack indicators as headline unemployment rate, employment to population ratio, the vacancy rate, and quits rate. What do they find? They find that, yes, it is an employment rate, um, the, the, the best predictor of wage inflation than employment ratios. They also find that uh, vacancies and quits are roughly equivalent to unemployment in terms of explanatory power. What do they do? They also construct an indicator, what they denominate firm side unemployment, that puts together the unemployment rate, vacancies, and quits. And this indicator actually performs better than the unemployment alone when predicting wages. In summary, uh, they find that US labor market is actually very tight. With this in mind, we started wondering whether these results for the US may also be present in emerging markets that responded with strong fiscal support during the COVID crisis in 2020, and for which we have observed high core inflation throughout 2021. 
when thinking Latin America, Brazil fits pretty well this description. And my colleague, Vinicius, has just published a very interesting piece on this subject, addressing in particular the labor market situation in Brazil. So Vinicius, let's go into, into your research. And, but first, can you, could you remind us um, how the unemployment rate and the participation rate have been performing lately in Brazil, as well as core and head inflation dynamics? Sure. Thank you, Diego. It's a pleasure to be here. So when thinking about those trends, that's when uh, our puzzle for Brazil starts. In one side, we have not only seen headline, but also core inflation accelerating since mid-2020. While this inflation was booming, the BCB has been hiking rates for more than a year already, and the employment rate was above 14% until mid-2021, and only now has converged to pre-COVID levels. Those levels, before and now, they are still historically elevated, and they suggest a large lack in the labor market. If you think about other statistics, like the participation rate, they also remain well below uh, the pre-pandemic levels, which would, uh, to some extent, reinforce that view. But this seeming partial healing of the labor market appeared to be at odds with the behavior of inflation in, in Brazil. And to add more uncertainty to it, the labor market data was revised this year, uh, or last year, due to methodological problems and during the pandemic. Just as a comparison, so you can see how the puzzle is set right now is that in the 2014-2015 inflationary burst in Brazil, the unemployment rate was 6 to 7%, which is now compared to the official rate of 11.6%. So this mismatch between still high unemployment rate and high inflation is actually what triggered our interest in approaching uh, those uh, Brazil labor market trends to, to different lands than the usual ones. Thank you, Vinicius, for, for that. So what do models show when the man-side metrics are taken into account when predicted wage inflation in the case of Brazil? So let me go back just a little bit on this question and quickly explain uh, the demand and supply parts of this exercise because they are not very usual. Uh, usually the supply of labor, the number of workers willing to work or, uh, or already working is relatively stable and we don't talk too much about it. Uh, so a change in unemployment rate normally is an indicative of demand for labor. With the COVID-19, the situation changed. And so we have to separate uh, this demand and supply now. The vacancy rate um, that is reported by companies is a clear signal of demand for labor. And the quits rate is a more indirect one because it reflects the workers' confidence in the, in the demand for labor. On the supply side, as you mentioned before, uh, you know, some like to look at the employment rate or separating this employment rate between participation rate and unemployment rate. But there's different ways to look at this. In Brazil, we have an issue uh, that is similar to what we've seen in other emerging countries. The data is much more limited than in the US. And while to the best of, of our knowledge, there isn't any vacancy rate data in Brazil, we were able to construct a quits rate based on formal labor market data. So to some extent, we are, were able to measure uh, this demand and supply sides on both ends. 
the original paper for the US showed that you know these demand side indicators are better predictors of wage inflation. And in Brazil, even though we use this formal market data, which doesn't give our complete nature of the market because 40% of Brazilian market is informal, our findings were relatively similar. The participation rate is a relevant indicator, but does not do a good job in predicting wage inflation. The unemployment rate alone is a good indicator, but our regression suggests that it historically performs worse than the quiz rate. And this is particularly true after the COVID period. One side note that I would make here is that when you look at the data in Brazil, you're going to see that nominal wages are not as strong now, they are weak. But this is mostly because of composition effect. Before, uh, during COVID, what happened was that low, low paying jobs were destroyed and the high paying jobs remained. So this made nominal wages jump. But when you look now, they are lower because these low paying jobs, they are coming back much faster. Now, if you look at sector by sector, you clean a little bit of this composition effects and you can see more of these better trends and you're going to see that most sectors are seeing an acceleration in nominal wages. Got it. That, that, that's very interesting, the, the role of composition when it comes to properly assess wage dynamics. So when incorporating the, let's call it firm side equivalent unemployment rate, a la Domash and Summers, how should the labor market be characterized right now in Brazil? It, yeah, that's, that's a very good question because I didn't explain very clearly what I meant by this firm side equivalent in our exercise, but we constructed uh, this firm side equivalent unemployment rate in the following manner. We run a regression between the quits rate and the official unemployment rate, which has the advantage of tying together the supply side and firm side measures into one single indicator. First, we do so in a sample that goes only through 2019 to avoid this mismatch between demand and supply seen following the COVID hit in 2020 and 2021. In this case, the, the, the labor demand would suggest that the unemployment rate, the actual unemployment rate would be actually around 8%, much tighter than the 11.6 uh, that we have on the official results. But even if we include the whole sample, just to stress the exercise, uh, which would reduce the correlation between the quits rate and the unemployment rate, the firm side unemployment rate would still be 1.5 percentage points below the official report. So while there isn't this uncertainty about labor markets like in Brazil, particularly after this big shock, and as you mentioned at the beginning in your introduction about you know, thinking of stability of coefficients here, our findings, they indicate that Brazil labor markets is tighter than what the official rate is suggesting at this point. Very interesting, Vinicius. So with all this in into consideration, I mean, what would be your assessment on the state of the labor market and growth ahead with particular regards to inflation and monetary policy? So the, the interesting part of our analysis is that this firm side unemployment rate, although it was not constructed taking into consideration the inflation dynamics directly, only the labor market data, it has a much better correlation to core inflation before 2019 and after the pandemic started. So this analysis that we make here, it kind of bridges the gap between the behavior of labor market, which the official rate suggests to be, have lots of slack, 
the rise of inflation and Brazil's monetary policy response. In this sense, when we look at the past, the past information we have up to January, the firm side unemployment rate indicates that labor market conditions have tightened beyond what, they, what was reported officially. This suggests that while the rise of Brazil's inflation has global components, as in many other countries, like commodity prices, shortages of some industrial goods, domestic factors also contributed to the burst in headline and core inflation. Going forward, looking ahead, we expect to see a reversal in those labor market trends of recovery as the monetary policy stance got tighter and is getting tighter since the end of last year, and the Brazilian economy is expected to rise in, uh, to, to slide into a recession. The deterioration of this labor market should help to ease the structural inflation, even though the global component is likely to keep inflation higher for longer than we initially thought. So inflation is going to remain a little bit higher than what you considered before. Thank you. Thank you very much, Vinicius, for the, your insightful research. Super interesting piece indeed. We will work uh, on building similar metrics for other Latin American countries and uh, hopefully share with you all the results in a coming episode of our Global Data Pod Latin America. Thank you very much, Vinicius. Thank you, Diego. It was a pleasure being here. This communication is provided for information purposes only. Please refer to JP Morgan Research reports related to its content for more information, including important disclosures. 2022, JP Morgan Chase & Company, all rights reserved. This episode was recorded on March the 21st, 2022.